It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is segment three of the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 73. We're calling this one the Cubs Crush Colorado. Crowley, let's take a look at the standings now that uh, we're in the middle of a day off. Six regular season games left, and they're big ones. Yeah, my heart needed this day off right here. If you take a look, <laughs> um, Milwaukee has all but clinched it. I was hoping they would do a uh, solid and beat Miami, but they lost that series. Um, the, Cubs, the Milwaukee's 88-68. They're one game away from clinching it all. Uh, the Cubs are 82-74. and 74. They're six games back from Milwaukee. Cincinnati, 8.5 back. And Pittsburgh, 14 games back. And St. Louis in last place. What a shame. Um, looking at the wild card, though, and this is where the action is, Dustin. Right now, right now, this is a little bit off because Arizona lost to the Yankees today. So yes, thank goodness that happened. Finally. I mean, the, the D-backs were about <laughs> to go in there and sweep them. Right. Philadelphia is 87 and 69. They're eight and two in their last 10. They have a five game winning streak. They are hot. So that first wild card spot looks like that's that's pretty much a done deal. But now after that, it, it's all up in the air and there's a lot of craziness going on. So Arizona and the Cubs are tied at 82 and 74. But again, Arizona holds the tiebreaker. Miami one game back after lo- they did lose one against the uh, Brewers. So uh, they are still uh, they are one game behind the Cubs, 81 and 75. Cincinnati lost a heartbreaking game where they had a nine to one lead, Dustin, against the Pirates. So the Reds are 80 and 77. They're two point five games back. And then San Diego, we haven't been talking about them. Probably too little too late. They're nine and one in their last 10. They're five games back and, and San Francisco is five games back. So those teams basically need to win out and have everyone else lose out. So they're pretty much done. They're pretty much done. So it looks like what? It's a three-team three race, two two teams get in, basically. That's what we're thinking right now. Is that Yes, sir. Right? Yeah. So we got – it's the Reds, the Marlinas, and the Cubs. And Arizona. It's and Arizona. all right there. Right. So it's so, four so you, teams. So it's really four teams for – four teams, two spots. Because Philly's definitely getting in no matter what. Right. And so if it were to end today, the Phillies would take on Arizona and the Cubs would take on the Brewers in the first round. Dustin, do you like how that lines up? I, I like that better. I, I I like that better than than having to play the Phillies. I really do. I, I like I like the I like the drama. I like the proximity. I like the trash talk. I, I like it so much more. And I think the Cubs would have a better chance against the Brewers than they would against the Phillies. So that's what's going to be interesting about these final three games because at the time of this recording, the Brewers have still yet to clinch the National League Central, right? Their magic number is down to one, I believe. So any combination of Cubs losses or Brewers win and the Brewers win for the second time in three years. But the soonest that's going to happen is Tuesday, which means which means Wednesday they'll be partying. So you'll get like an opener. And then Thursday you might be partying still. And you might get so who knows how they're going to handle that exactly. And, and maybe they just- want maybe they want the Cubs. 
Maybe they want the Cubs. Maybe they feel, you know, puffy chested. Maybe they will say, yeah, you know what? We don't want to play the Diamondbacks. We want to play the Cubs. Well, I'll tell you this, Dustin. I looked in my at bat app today and look what I have. For those of you subscribed to the uh, 670 The Score YouTube channel, my postseason tickets are on my app. So I'm hoping to use those. That's for sure. Uh, well, it's going to take a, a win in that wild card round, right? You're going to have to get to the NLDS to use those things. Yep, absolutely. So I just got my fingers crossed right now. Um, but but speaking about playoff runs, how about the Tennessee Smokers? Yeah, your team. Yeah, one of your teams. They are one win away from their first championship since 1978 after they beat the Pensacola Wahoos 8-4 to in the first game of the Southern League Championship Series at Smoky Stadium. They had free beer night again. Brandon Bird sell the Cubs' fifth-round draft pick in 2022. He pitched really well and, and uh, only gave up one run and had plenty of support from the offense and scored eight runs in the first three inning. It was, the game was pretty much over after the third. Uh, B.J. Murray drove in two runs, and seven out of the nine batters in the lineup had at least one RBI. The series now moves to Pensacola. Game two will be played on Tuesday night with Cubs' number one draft pick from 2022, Cade Horton, getting the ball, and if necessary, game three on Wednesday night in Pensacola. I will have two TVs going so I can listen to Mick and the boys and still be paying attention to the Cubs in Hotlanta. All right, very good. Keep us informed on how that one plays out. How about uh, the attendance, Crawley? You're part of you're part of this number. Yes, sir. The, the, the attendance went up this year. Uh, Two million seven hundred seventy-five thousand one hundred forty-nine fans passed through the gates of the friendly confines. That number's up from 2022, and the Cubs drew two million six hundred sixteen thousand seven hundred eighty. But still not at the heydays of that three million number mark, which is what the Cubs want to see. Yeah, that's what they want to see. They're going to have to spend a little more, win a little more, I think, to get to that point. Uh, how about David Ross doing a little backpedaling, eating a little crow, having to uh, text uh, Derek Shelton? But uh, maybe it worked because uh, they were saying that maybe they got motivated to take out the Reds and uh, they uh, they had some interesting happenings in their ball games. Yeah, they took one of three from from the Reds, so maybe maybe David Ross wasn't all that wrong. Um, remember that after the game, Ross said this: they're not a good team that just took two or three of us, not our caliber team, I believe, and we got to turn it around. Well, Derek Shelton's not happy. The next day, he says it's unfortunate that he chose to make the, uh, them about our team instead of his team about the comments. And Brian Reynolds says we could use it for motivation. If we're such a bad team, maybe he should have managed his team a little better and beat us. Ooh, boy. Uh, Ross, like you said, texted Shelton and apologized. He, you know, he kind of said a whole bunch of mumbly excuses as everything. And, you know, you know, he's, he said, you're not always perfect in the post games and things come out wrong, whatever. But he was, he was right. It was just a moment of truth. You know what I mean? That he let it slip. What was really on his mind. He just didn't say the way you're supposed to yeah, say. And it. even when he said it initially, he tried to walk it back. He knew immediately that he went a little too far. Right. It was, that was his temper that came through on that one. Yep. So a uh, little, some scary news here. Peter Gammons is reporting. There are talks at Craig Breslow, the Cubs vice president of pitching, uh, could be moving to the Red Sox as Boston uh, begins their restructuring. Bre uh, Breslow makes his home out in, uh, in, in the Boston area. His wife and kids are out there. It would be a lateral move. So the Cubs have every right to block it. Um, but this is something to definitely keep an eye on. Breslow is highly respected in, in MLB, and the Cubs pitching infrastructure has improved greatly under his watch. You just hate to lose guys like that. Yeah, he's been uh, instrumental. There's no doubt about that. I'm sure him and Tommy Hadovy 
work uh, really, uh, really well together. Right. And you've seen the amount of arms being developed, you know, even when you look at this year and you see Luke Little and you and you see what Javier Assad's done and you've seen what uh, Jordan Wicks has done. This is that's a big change from the last great Cubs team of the 2015 to 2020 era. Um, so we'll see what happens. I just wanted to point out on Sunday too, um, uh, levy workers began to, I heard began to strike. There was longer yeah. lines than usual at, and the Cubs were definitely short staffed. It was definitely noticeable at the game. All right. Well, I guess, uh, that's too bad. You know, they're making a lot of money. I, I have no idea what they pay these people, but, uh, obviously they're trying to uh, prove a point. A couple minutes ago, Crowley, we talked about uh, the relievers and who you would trust, and I said Brad Boxberger, no longer an option. Yep, he's on the 15-day IL, IL with the right forearm strain, the same injury that Edward Elzelay has and Michael Fulmer has. And so Brad Boxberger has just had an injury-plagued 23 season. It looks like it's all over. Keegan Thompson was recalled from AAA Iowa, but uh, we didn't see him at all this weekend. Uh, Heimer Candelario is going through full baseball activities and it looks like he'll be activated for Tuesday night's game against Atlanta. Barring any setback, you never know what happens. Remember we thought that, uh, Stroman was going to come back and then all of a sudden he was back, you know, he was further delayed, but, um, you know, you, they sh showed him on Saturday on marquee, uh, you know, outside and this and that. And Joe Girardi was talking about how that's a good sign that after a, after a baseball workout, that he's not in the trainer and that, that he's outside kind of talking and throwing the ball around a little bit. So looks like we could see him, like I said, as early as Tuesday night's game. Adbert Alzlai has thrown a couple of bullpen sessions, and the hope is he will be back for the last series of the season against Milwaukee. David Ross said Nick Magical will not return for the regular season, but did not rule him out if the Cubs do make the postseason. Nick Birdie and Brandon Hughes have been rehabbing in Iowa. They've been thrown in Iowa, but Iowa's season ended on Sunday, so we'll see what happens next. I mean, these two guys, Crowley, have been like rehabbing all year, it seems like. <laughs> right? Yeah, Brad, I mean, well, that's I mean, been a – well, Brandon's was a reoccur reoccurring injury with that knee, so he's been up and down all year with that knee. Right. Um, and then and we so, had like one Nick Birdie sighting, right? At one point. Yeah, he had, he had the appendicitis and – you know, if they don't think those guys are, you know, if they're struggling in Iowa, they're not going to bring them up to Chicago. If they can't be consistent in Iowa, that's not going to nope. happen. All right, Cubs-Braves starts tomorrow night, Tuesday, down in Atlanta. Yes, the Big Bad Braves, best record in baseball at 156, first place in the NL East. The Cubs have faced Atlanta once this season at Wrigley Field uh, in early August, and they took the series, Dustin. Uh, they, they got beaten really bad, 8 nothing in game one as Max Fried came off the IL and dominated the Cubs, while Kyle Hendricks gave up seven runs in the first inning. Kyle has an awful career record against Atlanta. We talked about it. And so when they do this lineup manipulation, they purposely moved him to Milwaukee so he would not be facing the Braves. So that also has to do with that Jordan Wicks and, and Stroman start as, as they were looking not only at uh, Wicks being able to throw against Colorado, who doesn't do good against lefties, but also to kind of make sure that uh, that that you have um, you don't have Hendricks going up against Atlanta in game two. Javier started against Bryce Elder. The Cubs scored five runs off Elder in the first inning with Swanson and Candelario hitting solo home runs. The Cubs took the finale six to four with Justin Steele taking on Charlie Morton. Steele went five point one innings and gave up four runs. Only three of them are earned, but the Cubs scored two in the third and three in the fifth. Ian, Hans, Ian Happ and Dansby Swanson both had two RBIs in the win. So they took the series, but Atlanta, again, a very good team. They're coming back from Washington where they took three or four from the National. Uh, some good news and bad news about this series. The bad news is Atlanta has a 48-27 and 27 record at home. 
The Braves are also still playing for home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and the Dodgers are only four behind them, so they'll probably be playing most of their starters. They've already clinched, but they still want that home field for all the game, for all the postseason as far as the NL side of it. But the good news for the Cubs is that Spencer Strider, the Braves Cy Young candidate, just pitched Sunday, so the Cubs will miss him. Their other top two starters, Max Fried and Charlie Morton, are both on the IL. They say that Freed will be back for the postseason. Charlie Morton is doubtful. So the Cubs are not having to face any of the three studs that Atlanta features. Well, there's nothing wrong about that. That's for sure. That's a break. I'll tell you that much. Now, when we get into the probables for this series, a game one is at 620. They got Justin Steele at 16 and five versus Bryce Elder, 12 and four with the 363 ERA. We've, we've talked about uh, Justin Steele. He has looked tired his last few times out, and he has been, after chasing that Cy Young all season long, he has really, really struggled as of late. He gave up six runs in his last start, um, you know, uh, in against Pittsburgh, and then he gave up six runs in his start before that against Arizona. So the last time he's really pitched well was against Arizona on 9-9. He went seven innings, gave up six hits, but one only, er, only one earned run. Uh, so you're really looking to, for him to bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. Bounce back would be a nice uh, nice spot there. This is, this is going to be a really gut-wrenching couple of nights. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, he's up against Bryce Elder, who's 12-4 and four with a 3.63 ERA. Um, the Cubs faced Bryce Elder once this season, and he took the, the loss going 4.1 and giving up seven runs. Five of them are earned. He And against his last start against Philly, he gave up four earned runs. Against Miami, the start before that, four earned runs. And against Pittsburgh, he had his best start his three starts ago. Uh, he gave up only two earned runs. So he struggled the last time out, but those were against potential postseason teams in Philadelphia and Miami. So the Cubs are in that same conversation they should be able to take care of business. When you see Elder, he's mainly a fastball slider guy. He induces a lot of ground balls. So they're going to have to keep that ball elevated. Yes. Yes, they will. Game two, you see Jamison Tyone, 8 and 10 with a 505 ERA versus the legendary TBD. Uh, as we talked about, they have a lot of injury issues right now. We don't know if they're going to go with a bullpen game or somebody that they just called up from AAA. We no don't clue. have it there. Uh, Jamison Tyone is 8-10 and 10 with a 5.05 ERA. Uh, good start against Colorado. Again, a lot of traffic, but six innings. Uh, but he gave up zero earned runs, but four hits and four walks. You got to, That's unusual for him to walk that many batters. Against Colorado, he went five innings, gave up seven hits, three earned runs. And against Arizona, he went six innings pitch. He got zero earned runs. Now, Dustin, here's what has me nervous about Tyone is that Tyone has been doing really, really well at home and really, really bad on the road. He has a 156 ERA, six earned runs over 34 innings at home since July 23rd. The problem that you've been seeing with Tyone is every one of his starts on the road in that same time frame have not been good. So if you take a look at, uh, especially in September, uh, against Colorado, that was on the road. He gave up three earned runs. Against Cincinnati on the road, he gave up five earned runs. Against Detroit on the road, he gave up four earned runs. And against Toronto on the road, he gave up eight earned runs. So all of those are his last road starts. So he's got to be able to yep. figure it out. Yeah, those, that's, uh, those are good statistics to share with the class, if you will, uh, the home and road split. So, boy, um, 
it's got to be better. And I wouldn't think that uh, Tyone would get the ball uh, on the road in Milwaukee or in Philadelphia. That's for sure. We'll see what happens. But you got uh, the game three. Marcus Strobin also going up against TBD, ten and eight with the three eighty eight ERA. Um, you know, again, we've talked about Marcus coming back from injuries, his struggles against Colorado, three innings, three earned runs. That was his first start since July 31st. So, you know, he has, uh, you know, prior to the injury when, when he had the hip issues, you know, he's, he was struggling. He, he has completed fewer than 3.2 innings in his last four starts, 20 earned runs in 16 innings pitched. So, hoping that, you know, that that was, you know, kind of the first game back. And I think that Tommy Hadovy had a good conversation with him when he struggled in the second and was able to look a lot better after that. But I, it's just going to be a little bit of rust. And he was talking about after the game, he wasn't in his routine yet that a starter normally goes through. So hoping that this time around, it it, uh, it works out a little bit better. Yeah, we have to hope that's for sure. But uh, he's uh, he's a big game guy. He's he's going to want to do the best he can. So I, I mean, I appreciate the fact that he's back, and and I appreciate the fact that he was able to pitch and willing to pitch out of the bullpen, and then you know make a start without his normal setup. So well, well as you said, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. That's why they play the games, Crowley. And talking about playing the games, Seiya Suzuki's been playing really well. He's at the top of the hot list. I can't believe who also is on the hot list. You're going to love it, aren't you? No, I'm not. Seiya Suzuki, 10 for 23. He's got two home runs, five RBIs, slashing 435, 500, and 783. But Dustin, right behind him, actually a little bit better batting lately, just not as as Miles Mastroboni. He is eight for his last 17. He's not a, a big home run RBI guy, but he gets on base. He sets the table. Um, he is slashing Dustin 471, 500, and 588. So he is Unbelievable. doing really I mean, good. the tip of the cap, he's, he's doing much better than I could have thought. Yes. Um, unfortunately, the knot has you, again, a little bit nervous to see Cody Bellinger back on there. Yeah, uh, he, looked, he, looked, he looked not right this weekend. Yeah, four for his last 21, one home run, four RBIs. Too many strikeouts. He only had three strikeouts and four walks. Well, I guess they, I guess they came games, at, but... I guess they came at big moments then. Those strikeouts, at least big you know, those runners on base. I, I noticed that they were looking instead of swinging. I hate looking at strikeouts. It looks like the pitch is good for my seat on my couch. You should be able to see that it's good standing right there at home plate. Also, Christopher Morell on your list. Yeah, he's two for his last nineteen, but he does have that pop. Two home runs, two RBIs, right. but he's slashing one hundred five, two twenty seven, four twenty one. So it's all about when you get the two hits, Crowley, and what the two hits are. So yeah, so we'll see what happens. But when you talk about Hotlanta, you want to talk about hot? Good lord, this team is just absolutely just to loaded. me. They're the best team they're in just, baseball. They are just loaded. And the, the guys you got to look out for. I'm just going to put everybody, but. Austin Riley's nine for his last 20 slash and 450, 500, 700. Orlando Arcia, shortstop, he's seven for his last 17 with five RBIs slash and 412, 450, uh, five, uh, he's uh, 921. I mean, you take a look at Ozzy Albies has been hot lately, 11 for his last 27 with a home run and six RBIs. Like literally when I'm looking at the average, Dustin, for the last seven day games against the starters, I'm just looking at the starters, guys that have like over 15 at bats, you got Austin Riley at third, 450 in the last seven days. Orlando Arcia, 412. Ozzy Albies, 407. Nicky Lopez, our second baseman, 400. Romulo Cunha struggling at 333. Matt Olson, 333. 
Acuna's got a guy who's got some pop, man. Boy, that guy. He's he is like the the quietest superstar out there. Acuna has three home runs in the last seven games with three RBIs, so he's leading them. Olsen's got one home run and four RBIs. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, he's batting three thirty-three in the last seven games with one home run and eight RBIs. Kevin Pillar, their left fielder, you talk about hitting when you need to. He's the one that first starts making the cold list. He's at two thirty-one, but he has far, five RBIs in the last seven days. You don't have to worry too much about Eddie Rosario. He's two for his last 14, slashing 143, 143, 143. And Sean Murphy, I mean, I wonder if they're regretting that trade of William Contreras. He's two for his last 10, slashing 100, 250, Right, he'd definitely be their one Achilles, right? That, that's it. Right, and it's just, it, it is an absolute stacked lineup, top to bottom. It is not, that's where the bullpen wolves really get me nervous. Is yeah. thinking about is thinking about those guys. They are not going to swing at crap. They're not going to bail you out. You're going to have to earn every single out you get against this Atlanta team. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. There's no doubt about that. All right, is it time to get some predictions, Crowley? I don't want the fans to be mad at me, but I got the Cubs winning one out of three. Yeah, I mean, one out of three is probably realistic, and I, I, I'm just going to say two out of three just on the chance that they're there, meaning the Braves don't have their top two guys. That That's a fact and potentially it's going to be young guys. Maybe they're going to give guys a look, give guys an opportunity. The Braves don't need these games. They don't need them right now. So maybe, just maybe, uh, they'll give a guy a day off. They'll, they'll play around with the lineup. They'll just do some things that are uncharacteristic of them. So that's what I'm hanging my hat on here. The Cubs need these games. They have to continue to play, approach these games like their playoff games. So I'm going to go – two out of three. They're not going to get swept. I know the Cubs are not going to get swept. That I know for sure. You're probably right, one out of three, but I'm going to go two out of three. You're going big, and you know who else is going big? Elmo. Elmo? The Sesame Street bobblehead flying the W. Take a look at this for the people on the YouTube channel. Oh, very cool. Little, little Sesame Street Elmo right here. Absolutely Elmo, Elmo says Cubs win. Elmo Cubs, says fly the W. No. Fly the W. He's got his flag ready. He's got his flag ready. All right, Crowley, that's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W on Facebook, Fly the W on Instagram. Of course, we're on Twitter. You can email us, flythew670gmail.com, and you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. You know, I want to use those playoff tickets, Dustin. They're sitting in my phone. All you got to do is just take care of business, win series, and you go to the postseason. All you want to do right now is cheer for those Smokies and go Cubs!